Welcome to Bang Boardcast, episode number 118. I'm Chris. I'm John. I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you three ways. The first being the Waking Geek. Why are you speaking like the Simon? The Undead Simon from our Christmas special this past year. I don't year. know. You, you were singing before we started recording, and I just got a song in my heart now. It's, well, you know, it's You're, like watching... If you think this is ruining it, Paul, it's your fault, though. I don't think it's ruining it. Well, I think I, it adds a different flavor and uh, fun. I think you're showboating this. <laughs> I think we are showboating this. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're just having fun. Normally we come at you in three different segments, Chris, but not tonight. Oh, shit! Tonight we have too many books. Too many books. Too, too many it's, books. It's that time of the month news. again where I'm sleeping in the other room and uh, where we look back at our the books that we picked up the, the last month. He, his wife has a really heavy flow. He, like, slips out of the bed. I know. I, I just <laughs> end up on the floor. He actually wears a slicker and rides a dinghy out of bed. Same in the garden. menstrual blood. It's him in the garden. That's why I call it showboating. <laughs> <laughs> he sings tunes. <laughs> and I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. But uh, normally we would come at you in three different ways. Uh, the first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. That is what is being cut from this week's episode. Cut Bring from the you show. All cut. of these books, John. What would be our second topic? It'd be the list. The books we're coming. We're looking forward to coming out April fourth. Four four. Yeah, it's a four four day. Four four twelve. Four four twelve. And then we follow that up with our rotating weekly main topic. Paul hinted at it. We're doing our March look back, and we got a shit ton of books here. We got nine, nine books, nine books, all uh, books. Yeah, uh, from basically IDW, Marvel, yeah. DC, and Dark Horse. We're all, we're all over the place today. And, yes, Vertigo also. So, yeah, it's a good smattering of stuff. We'll see how many books we get through, uh, but it's a lot. It is a task. Well, I can guarantee... Herculean. Might take some work to get through nine books, but we're not going to have any problems getting through our two beers for tonight. No, we won't. I hope that sounded forced because I was trying to think of it on the fly. <laughs> it didn't sound forced. Okay. It was pretty good. I liked Thanks. it. Thanks. But what is our first beer tonight? Uh, it's Chris's night, but I picked up this beer. I was out of town and I saw this. And it's uh, Shipwrecked Double IPA from Mission Brewery out of uh, San Diego, California. Um, I've really had a taste for Double IPA since we had our Dip-A-Day. Dip-A-Day and, Deuce. And, um, or Dose. I don't and I saw this and I, I picked it up. Matter. and. So surprised how smooth this is, considering it's nine point two five percent alcohol. It 
it is very smooth. It doesn't leave you with a dragon breath, but it definitely gives me that warm sensation down the gullet. See, I really don't get that. See, I, I feel warm. I get the, it has a really good that citrusy mm-hmm. start that you want from a nice double IPA. It has like a barley wine alcohol taste yeah. to it. I think that's what you're getting with yeah, that yeah. kind of like that warmth from it. Because mm-hmm. right at the end, it tastes like a barley wine to me, and I think that's the nine point two five. You kind of get I, it on the nose. Too. I have to say, I love this color. It's like almost a red. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. It's As deep in, color. It's a dark caramel kind it's of color. It's nice, kind of like copper. For somebody that's colorblind to be saying, but a little you know. teriyaki on the nose, which I'm not like with the, the alcohol being that high, I'm not surprised from getting. See, I get a maybe my nose is off, but I get I get a good like hoppy on the nose. You get hoppy, but you get just, I don't get a lot of teriyaki. It's just a slight hint there, and I mean a lot of barley wines have that. I don't, I don't think it's very ar- it's not aromatic at all. It's not like ri- like. Oh, teriyaki, but there's just that, like, right at the end, that little hint. Right, of it. I'm just saying that there isn't like much that was, of a nose on it at all. I feel like that was John's impression of a teriyaki guy. He's like working out of a car on a street. Oh, teriyaki! Ah, teriyaki! So sorry. Too much teriyaki. Oh. Ah, racism. <laughs> no, I was telling uh, Jocelyn about that the other day because we got Chinese food. And <laughs> we didn't get the special? No, and I was, Uh-oh. Like, I was like, I'm in trouble. And I was like, <laughs> and then now John and I say that to each other a lot. Mm-hmm. In jokes. In jokes. You'll, you'll know about that if you hang out with us. From one of our conventions. Mission Brewery, though. Good job on the Shipwreck Double IPA. Yeah. It is a good one. It isn't enough to surplant the other IPAs that I love. No, it's really good. But it is good. It uh, is something that if, it, if so far I haven't seen it out this way, mm-hmm. but if I were to see it, I would probably yeah. pick it up again. I, I, I would, would want it on tap. I would I'd want get something else from them. Like if I saw like their hand pull somewhere or like a mm-hmm. pull, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll go with the mission. Um, if you're on Untapped and you're checking into this beer, I gave it a four out of five. Uh, I, me too. I gave it a four as well. It's a, it's a solid four. Definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check out their regular IPA because we're that mm-hmm. at. Yeah. But uh, something else we might want to check out. Yeah. Maybe so the comic book's coming out this week, April 4th. John? 4-4. Four, four. Uh, Chris, doesn't matter. I, I honestly have to say there are no books I'm looking forward to coming out. Really? Is there? So there's nothing you're looking forward to, but is there anything you, you're going to read anyways? Just uh, because it's like, oh, this book's coming out. You know what? I was looking for that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is coming out is number four of Winter Soldier, but I never picked up three. So... Probably not that. Okay. I do like the uh, what Marvel is doing with their art appreciation covers. Uh, the Winter Soldier cover is pretty cool. It's just like a very cartoony uh, rendition of the with an all black background with just the red hair of uh, the Black Widow. Yeah. And also the uh, Spider-Man uh, cover the that's coming out for this week. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, and John, uh, out I don't read those books. Winter Soldier number four comes out next week. Oh, not this week. Then I was off. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe. So yeah, there really isn't. There, there for is you. nothing. That is a late week. <laughs> you got the uh, new dark. Uh, if you go online and just look at the covers that Marvel's putting out for their art appreciation covers, I think they're really cool. Like Daredevil. Yeah, that Daredevil you know. cover is actually really cool. And also, I saw that one. That one jumped out at me. I was like, oh, there's a new Daredevil, but just a reprint. The Amazing Spider-Man number 683, I don't read Amazing Spider-Man, but that cover is... That is a really great cover. It's a beautiful cover. 
It just yeah, has, it's really cool. It's like an Avengers cover. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's on Spider Man. I don't know. Either. Well, probably because they're all in the book. Yeah. Stupid Chris. Fantastic Four also. It just looks really cool. Uh, look that up Is online. It? I don't know how to describe it. It looks very like modern where's, poster. Yeah, where's the Fantastic the, Four? That's the Avengers. That's the Avengers. Oh, I thought it was the no, it's number the a, four it's the with a circle. No. I'm well. I'm a big Fantastic Four fan, so you just, just think, like you just think the Hulk's punching thing in the background. Yes, it oh. does look like the thing there. Oh, you're it? a big Fantastic Four fan, so you're looking forward to a Fantastic Four book then? Uh, no, because there's not a Fantastic Four book coming out. Oh week. no, you're going to the comic book shop anyways? Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm going to be picking up uh, X Wolverine and the X Men number and I number eight. Oh, we're up uh, to number eight already. Holy yes, cow. yes. It's Sabretooth versus the Beast. Wait, what? What? That's not what makes me... I'm not interested in Sabretooth. Uh, If there was one character I liked less than Wolverine, it'd probably be Sabretooth also, just because, you know, it's just the rendition on top of a rendition. Uh, But, you know, it's just been such a fun book, and I don't think I give it enough praise. So, uh, Jason Aaron, writing, good job. Um, Is Chris Michello back on art for this one, or is it still Nick Bradshaw? I think he might be back, but it's the inker. Oh, it they just say? tell you is Tim. The inker is Tim Townsend. They <sighs> don't give you the artist on it. That's I love Marvel.com. Yeah, I know Nick Bradshaw stepped in. He did the last issue, um, which is a lot of fun. I think he's got a fun style that actually kind of matches what Jason Aaron's doing in the book. Um, I first saw his stuff when he was doing uh, the Army of Darkness book that came out a few years ago from uh, Dynamite, and it it was perfect. So I'm happy to see him on this because the last X-Men book was a lot of fun too. Chris? I'm Chris. Your book? My book. Um, I'm actually picking a Marvel book as well. I think this is probably the first time this has happened. Oh, wow. Um, I'm picking up Avengers vs. X-Men number one. You don't say. I what? did say. So, yeah. Um, it's actually coming out Tuesday night. Our comic book shop, Dodds Atomic Comics in Buffalo, New York, is actually having a Tuesday night release party. Oh, really? Book. Um, is there going to be beer? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, Should we bring beer? Every, the comics actually get sent out on Tuesdays now. Retailers actually signed an agreement not to put the books out until Wednesday. It kind of gets around the mm-hmm. whole holiday lull. Um, but they got the okay to sell this book early, kind of make it a little bit more of an event, get mm-hmm. people in stores, get people pumped. Um, if I wasn't working, I'd probably go. Oh. But I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this book. Um I'm, I'm holding out hope for it because it's not just by Bendis, it's by everyone who's yeah. writing at Marvel, so I think this might be decent. Yeah, well, even the issue Zero wasn't just by Brian Michael Bendis, it was also co-written by Jason Aaron. So, Paul, it sounds like you're looking back at a book that came out in March. Yeah, it did. It came out so long ago, all of Wednesday. <laughs> all, of, all of six days ago. And no. it it, it was a book that I picked up uh, because I was under that $10 credit card limit at my store. So I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to be talking about this book anyway, so I might as well pick it up. Yeah. But Chris, you were the one that was excited about I, this I was book, the one that was excited about ordered this. ordered it. I actually did. Um, this is where I hate Marvel, because not only are we getting Avengers versus X-Men for the next couple months, we're getting A versus X. What? Which, Avengers versus X-Men is the actual story. A versus X is two stories in one book, all out action. Um, this is the zero issue leading up to Avengers versus X Men 
Okay. And A versus X number one. Um, and what you have here is two stories, one featuring the Scarlet Witch kind of back in action mm-hmm. by Brian Michael Bendis, and the second story is about Hope, written by Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, artwork for both stories was done by Frank Cho, who I like his style. He's yeah. got that kind of fun, like, cheesecake book, uh-huh. which I think worked a little bit better in the Hope story than the Scarlet Witch one. I don't know. That's just right. personally... Well, I think it's hard. it was toned down a little bit. Yeah, more it's in the toned Hope a lot one. down, toned down a little bit more in the Hope one, just because you're dealing with a younger character, whereas in the Scarlet Witch, it's Scarlet Witch uh, trying to stop Modok from killing an ambassador from uh, Wakanda, I believe, that was going to sell tra- uh, state secrets uh, because he used to work for AIM. So. Uh, you have Scarlet Witch crushing the party and trying to take it out, uh, take him on all on her own, and then of course you have uh, the Avengers step in. But the Avengers weren't the entire Avengers; it was Spider Woman and Miss Marvel. Marvel. It's basically Carol Danvers. Whenever I read a Bendis book, I can't help but notice he always draws the characters that he likes from Marvel history. Mm-hmm. He loved the 1970s Avengers stuff, so of course we're going to get Scarlet Witch, we've got Miss Marvel, and Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Modoc. Yeah. It's every book. It's like a time capsule almost. I mean, if you think back to everything else he's done at Marvel, right? Power Man. But Modoc isn't Spring a character that he's done a lot of. Whereas it's, it's really not. But when Spider Woman mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and Wolverine, yeah, and Luke Cage, yeah, kind of all are. Like I can't fault him for pulling on Modoc because he hasn't really been used that much. And it's kind of, it's always kind of funny to see Modoc because it's like, uh-huh. man, this is actually a real character in the Marvel <laughs> and universe. He's been, the the art on him has been updated. He has a different look. He's not yeah, as he's, boxy. He's, like, he's, he's bald, bald now. He's, he's a bald. little oblong. Yeah, he looks more like Eggman Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Now than uh than what he used to. But uh, I thought the cheesecake was a little bit more here. And what it all boils down to is finally having. Uh, the Scarlet Witch talked to the Vision, yeah. and the Vision just being an asshole. To her. And, and it, it's kind of pointed out that no, she deserves it. Yeah, because this is really the first time we've seen I, I've seen her since House of House of M. Yeah, uh, we saw her in the Children's Crusade. Yeah, uh, which let me see here. I picked up yeah. few of the issues because it came out so sporadically. I am getting the trade, though. I ordered but it. I'm trying to remember back to the lead-up to House of M. Wasn't she kind of, like, in a coma or something? Like, there was something that happened. Like, she had the mental breakdown in Avengers Disassembled, mm. which was Avengers, what, 400? That was like, yeah, it was like 400 up to 500. That's when the Well, whole that whole thing. But thing it was happened. the first four issues of that run. See, that's when I started buying Avengers, like, mm-hmm. before that, because it was leading into the big story. Before that, I never really picked up any Avengers stuff. Yeah. Like, I... Avengers just... I'm so out of touch with it. Mm-hmm. When I saw Vision, I was like, oh, wait, he's not he's not the kid anymore. Yeah, I was kind of confused about that, too. I'm like, wait, isn't it Iron Lad? Or Vision yeah. Lad? Vision 2.0, whatever you wanted to call him. Mm-hmm. So, it was weird, so I was like, is this something that I just missed, or is this like, yeah. oh no, he is the actual Vision now? I don't know. I guess he is the actual Vision now. I, I wouldn't have known. And the other thing I thought, like, the Avengers that were in, you know, we were talking about it just a second ago, like, Thor's there, Wolverine, Beast, Iron Man. 
Yeah. All right there in the front foyer to, to be there. But isn't Wolverine a little busy running a school? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just Bendis throwing in those characters that... Well, Wolverine's been in the Avengers <laughs> book for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. Since the new Avengers. Since before the Skrull invasion by yeah. two years. But no, it, it but makes even, sense because technically shouldn't he be off-world? Well, I would... And, but and, you can't. And, it's tough because you can't. I would. And Beast is there, who, yeah, who also the, appears in the Defenders. Uh-huh. I would and, think they would be more excited to see her to try to convince her to undo it. Because you know, uh, right during <clears throat> after that, didn't Beast have basically a nervous breakdown and go to like all the supervillains to look for a way and try to make deals with everybody to find a cure for the depowering. Don't, it, it was I, like the big backup thing. It was like the story of the beast, and he would just go from, like, talk to the high evolutionary and talk to all these different people because he tried to get uh, help from the heroes, and then he was trying to get help I from them. I don't remember, but I mean, like, you you have those like, you think Avengers, Vision showing up, you have Iron Man and Thor there, but you think Captain America or Hawkeye or some other. You want the classic Avengers, yeah, to exactly, there. to be there with Vision and. Scarlet Witch. Especially since it's called A versus X, <laughs> and then you have two X-Men characters yes. on the Avengers that are going to be fighting the, the X-Men. X-Men. So, that's what I thought. But I thought the moments between Scarlet Witch and Vision were what you would expect to see of an estranged husband and wife who had the, the problems that they had. the You know, being controlled. I really hope that no other husband, estranged husband and wife had quite the same circumstances. <laughs> you know, you used your mystic powers to control me and basically tried to kill all my friends. I'm really hoping Kate does not try to plan that. Well, guys, it's a good thing you're not an android. It is. Yeah. That can cry. Tries, your wife tries to pull that, I'll knock her out. <laughs> no one tears us apart. Except for me. <laughs> Assholes. I didn't know the vision could cry. Yeah. Apparently he can. He can. Uh, I, I thought it was a good story. Um, the beginning it, of it, it was very much just... Brian Michael Bendis being Brian, Brian Michael, Michael Bendis. Bendis. But unlike Brian Michael Bendis, the end delivered. I enjoyed those scenes at the end, actually mm-hmm. at the mansion, yeah. where you have Ms. Marvel coming to me like, no, once an Avenger, always an Avenger. Let's, let's get you to the mansion. And then as soon as they walk in the door, it's like, where the fuck are you going? Mm-hmm. Remember when you were responsible for everything that happened? Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I kind of feel like that was definitely Brian Michael Bendis being Brian Michael Bendis with the, no, no, we need her to get there, and I have no way to have that character want to do that, because who would want to pay? So we're just going to have Carol Danvers push her to it. Yeah. And also there was a lot of those like moments where they're talking like, oh yeah, I really needed this like to kick some androids in the face. I'm like, you're Avengers, you do that like every other day, right? That's, like, yeah, that's, oh, I really need that's this right now. For you. It's like, we need to banter about this as if it's another day at the office. I'm kind of tired I, of the Avengers banter. Like, it's... That's yeah. kind of why I don't read Avengers. I want to see the Avengers just sitting around talking about all the superheroes they don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, just ragging on fucking the other Captain Marvel, Photon. Because what does she do? She was good in Next Wave, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Scrub. <laughs> she doesn't need to exist. Too bad Next Wave didn't keep on going. Next Wave was great. I love that book. 
Marvel put out a song for Next Wave. Remember yeah, that? They, they put out the first issue as a coloring book. <laughs> like, you, could, you could buy it and color in it, and then they wanted you to send it to them. Um, but I, honestly, like, if I enjoyed it. I, I didn't get too much of the, like, well, this is Bendis trying to shoehorn in uh-huh. something. It, it read organically. Like, it did kind of fit um, just between those characters. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. If this is the same kind of care that he can bring to his portions mm-hmm. of Avengers vs. X-Men, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what makes me really look forward to it is not only what we've read in Wolverine and the X-Men, though, but here we've got the Hope story in the back. Yep. Where you basically have Hope trying to get off of Utopia where she's been holed up using a jetpack. Yeah. And, um... That's Scott Summers. Basically being told, uh, no by Scott, and then she blasts him with his own high beams. I think, you know, what what are the X-Men... Why did we gravitate to the X-Men when we were, you know, teenagers? It kind of is supposed to encompass those awkward teenage years, like where you feel like, you know, you're changing and you don't have a real place and you're trying to understand your place in the world. And I think this conversation encapsulates that kind of emotion Mm. where it's (coughs) no people keep on telling me that i'm important but i don't know why and nobody can tell me why and i can't get the answers here so i gotta find them myself and that's the you know growing up it's that i think it's a universal feeling of growing up where eventually you have to figure out what you have to do on your own that i think was really played out well here between basically a father and son even though they're technically not. I don't even understand it. Or or father and daughter. I'm hoping the situation... (laughs) No, yeah, you're right. What? What? You're right. But father and daughter. (laughs) Um, You know, this conversation that we would have with... (laughs) We need to draw this for a second. Paul, do you have unresolved issues with your father? You want to blast him? (laughs) With my eye beams. And then take off an jetpack? Yes, but no. But would it be a jetpack that you and him built together? Because <laughs> that's what like, the McGowans well, did. Well, they built computers together and watched Cosby. And also fixed cars together. But, you know, that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, yeah. yeah. You you have these yeah. deep moments, and, and then it just kind of comes to a fun fight between Hope and the Serpent Society. Which, man, the Serpent Society is kind of badass. They're, they're kind of badass. Uh, For being such scrub villains. Here's the thing with Hope, though. There's, there's that part where she's headbutting the one mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with, the Servant Society. But she just knocks the one in their, like the face with her yeah. head, and then the girl like, oh, I never understood the point of the headbutt. And she just keeps wailing on her. She's like, doesn't it hurt your head just as much as mine? And then, nope. And I, I enjoy that. Like That was just kind of one of those like yes. cool, badass moments. For a character, like I haven't read too much from Hope. Like, right. The only other stuff I've seen was... Messiah Complex? I pick up interstitial stuff from that. You know, I didn't read well, too much of it. We and talked I, about it I, on the podcast. I read even less than you guys of her. Mm-hmm. You just know that she's pretty pretty much the quote-unquote yeah. daughter of Cable. You know, she grew up in the yeah. future at his side. And it's all explained and, there. Yeah. And, she, and, and she's important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is because of that, she should be a warrior. She should be tough, you know, and she's got those, those kind of tough, badass moments like... Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know Bushwhacker had cybernetic arms? I didn't either until I cut him off. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a little harder edge than what you would think from this teenage girl that's yeah. 
you know, the Messiah kind of a thing. Yeah. She's not your Gandhi or Buddha. Yeah. Messiah. Yeah. Uh, no, but she is fully aware that uh, the Phoenix Force Im- basically caused Jean Grey to go crazy, and the Phoenix Force has her sights set on her for reasons unknown, and uh, that it's coming. And that, I think, really leads up into the Avengers versus the X-Men, is that the Avengers have, you know, this omni-powerful kind of character with the Scarlet uh, Witch, and then the Phoenix Force is going to be with uh, Hope Summers, and it's basically those two uh, world-threatening powers colliding, hopefully. And the art in this book is really good, but the artist can't draw Cyclops. Nobody can draw Cyclops, so that's the thing. Like, I think <laughs> he's one whole before, body like, suit. He's just so awkward. He's just so awkward looking. He I, needs to be though. I think that's he's Cyclops slim. though. Like, and like even just his face in the right here in the beginning. Whole, I think that's just Cyclops. I think they need to make him look old, but not too old, and it's that hard struggle. Like, you know, they're only showing the lower portion of the face, and they're trying to make him look older than Hope, which is hard to do because they draw her, you know, so developed. She's very womanly. I mean, she's... And yeah. They, uh, but well, that's, that's Frank Cho. He, that's yeah. how he draws... Girls. Yep. Girls. I mean, he likes drawing the cheesecake. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, she looks good. I, I, like, I like his art. He has a really kind of just crisp, clean style. I mean, it's not hyper detailed, but he draws faces and characters well. Except, I don't like the look of the phoenix there. It looks more like a crow. Yeah. Uh, just you know, some crow. just to be really nitpicky. Uh, this actually made me think like, oh man, maybe I should pick up the A versus X issues when they come out because I enjoyed this. If I can mm-hmm. pick those up and get you know two good character stories, yeah, I I think that would be three bucks decently spent. Because I don't read a lot well, of X-Men. I don't read any Avengers. Well, sir, we are, you know, a comic book cabal here. Yeah. We have, before, split up comic books. That We, we have done that uh, recently. Have you have you ordered any of these books yet? I have not. I've ordered the Avengers vs. X-Men books, but not the A vs. X. Well, perhaps if I could borrow your Avengers vs. X-Men books, I could then pick up the A vs. X. Is, is, that, but, but is that something you would want to... To read, or I don't is know. this going to be Wolverine the X Men meets Uncanny X Men again? Where it's like, eh, I'm just going to buy Wolverine the X Men too. <laughs> well, we both kind of agreed that we had to stop yes. Uncanny X Men. I didn't just bail on you. It was no, it was no, like I called you and said, "I can't do it, Chris." It was one of those I'm moments so sorry. when you said you were going to buy it. I felt bad. <laughs> like, can can I stop? And if we, you know, I will buy, uh, you know, I will buy the A versus X, and if we both agree that I should stop at issue two, then I can stop. It's, okay, if, yeah. I don't have a problem with stopping. I'm okay with that. And it's also. And John can read them all. Yes. I reap the benefits of it all. Except sometimes you're like, oh, Chris, there's only like 20 bucks worth of comic books that I bought this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we did discover one of those trades that he didn't order. Yes. Oh, really? I did not order them. The, uh, just wound up in the stack, the boys. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought that would be something. I hadn't read any of those. Yeah. And it was like volume 10. It didn't 10. seem out of place. Oh, really? That was volume 10? Yes. so creepy. I don't like them. I, yeah. yeah. Well, what? I, there's someone else Paul doesn't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> perfect segue. Other than Mark Millar? It's Mark Millar? Oh, yes, it is Mark Millar that I don't like. <laughs> I thought you were looking at the book and you were just saying in general. Oh, geez, it even says Miller World. Yeah. 
Which looks like the top cow emblem if I've ever seen one. Uh, but uh, Nilara brings us uh, Super Crooks number one with uh, Lin Liu. Lin Liu. Lin Liu. Um, which is just a, it, it's a tale about a bunch of super criminals who have to team up together to help an old, an older superhero who was kind of their mentor to it's, get him out of some trouble. It's a bunch of bank robbers coming together to do one last job. And that last job says, well, why, why don't we go somewhere where there's not a lot of superheroes? Yeah, because in the book, you know, between all the swearing and stuff, uh, they mentioned there's like 198 different superheroes all within the tri-state uh, tri area. Now, uh, not only the gladiator, I believe, is the yeah. name of the uh, main superhero is. And these... Uh, crooks that try to rob banks basically are always caught and this one old retired bank robber that used to run around with a uh, ray gun uh, decides that he's going to just find a psychic to help him win at gambling in Las Vegas unfortunately he Call picks the ultimate con yep unfortunately he picks a super, casino that is run by a super villain run yeah. casino and they say, well, you tried to walk out of here with $12 million by cheating, so now you owe us $100 million. Or we're going to kill you. Even though they just killed the precog that was helping him instead of maybe using her also to win at things. Which, the old guy they keep alive. The young person that can see 30 seconds in the future is whatever. It's set up. Yeah, it's set up. It's set up. You, you have to, that's just the catalyst for yeah. telling the story. <laughs> and that's all it was. Uh, I, I, Paul, Paul, not a fan? Well, you know, I'm sure... You know what? I should if love this, this book. If, this, if, I, if I tore that cover off in the back part uh -huh. with Millar... It wasn't Mark Millar. And because I was going to get a heist movie. This is like a heist, a heist movie I, with I love super criminals. And I even love crappy heist movies like uh, The Italian Job. You know, it doesn't matter. It's a heist movie. Show me the, them you know, getting together and coming up with a plan. I'm there. There is no coming up with a plan. Well, this, well, this is the first ten yeah. minutes of the movie. This yes, is, this is, that is true. That is true. I, <coughs> I, I'm happy that you're buying this so I can read the second issue. So I don't need to purchase it myself. Because I know Mark Millar, and by issue five, it'll all just fall apart. I'm <laughs> just looking to see how many issues it's going to be. <laughs> it doesn't um, say. But I, I, I did, I did like this book. <clears throat> I don't have as many qualms yeah. with Millar as as Paul does. Uh, I, I like the art in this as well. Mm -hmm. There's um, that, that like scene the, right there where he just punches a guy and the face is all crunched. I'm like I'm like pretty sure we've seen that before. Yeah, that's basically from Kickass. Yeah. That's straight up a panel from Kick-Ass. Just draw this again. <laughs> like, you see I, this John Romita Jr. Well, he would say it in an English accent. Uh, just draw it again. See, I, I thought it was okay. It's not something I necessarily yeah. want to read anymore. Um, I don't know. It's one of those weird things like, you know what, if this was a story being told in the DC or the Marvel Universe with characters that I knew already and had some sort of connection to, I might be a little mm -hmm. bit more intrigued by it. But I I don't know who any of these guys are. They don't they don't matter to me. One of them has electrical powers. Like yeah. I no. Like I, I like the old like whatever they called them, like heat 
Seeker, whatever, Heat Ray, whatever the old bank robber's name was. Yeah, like, when he was a super villain. Yeah. Like, I think that's, yeah, a, I think that's, it was a, Heat Ray. that's a cool story. Like, oh, yeah, it's this old guy trying to just live in the way that he only can. Mm-hmm. The only way he knows. Um, By I'm, being a criminal. Yeah. It's. I would have enjoyed this a little bit more had it been in a universe that I know and care about with characters that I like. Um, almost. Don't worry, it's not that far of a step away from any of the characters you like. It's not, but at the same time, thinking back to Brian K. Vaughn's The Hood miniseries that uh-huh. came out right when we first started getting back into comics, it was a new character, but it was taking place in the Marvel Universe, and you had those crummy villains like, who was it, Constrictor, yeah, Demon Goblin... Yeah, like someone else was else. in there, and I was like, "Oh, I know those guys." Yeah, it's just a point of reference more than anything else. I don't know. I I can't say anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but that's something I have to read. Of all the Miller work, Miller work, I I think uh, this is the one that's hit the best for me, honestly, because Kick Ass I couldn't get into. Mm-hmm. Just didn't like it. But uh, you know, there Did are. You read the books? Uh, you let me borrow. I think the first one. I don't. I never bought it. I think I read the first one. I might not have. It might have just been the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or it might have just been Millar and I just walked away. Uh, you know, there's some writers I don't like, and there's some writers that I really do enjoy. You know? Like Brian Wood. Yeah. You love so, Brian Wood. I'm like, oh, he's doing it. He, he only reads the first volume of Northlanders. Doesn't need any more. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> well, because he had the complete story arc of that one character that you were following in that one trade. Like, you know, he comes back later on. What? All right, well, As a much older gentleman. And he's still badass. He's still badass. Then maybe I should read this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you borrow that one. Because it's, I think, like two or two three trades after. Yeah. Like, it's, only, that one. it's a quick story. Yeah. It was good, though. It was mm-hmm. really good. But uh, he's now working with an artist that I've loved. Is it someone he hasn't worked with before? No, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> worked with her quite a bit on Demo. Oh, you like That's, Demo. I did enjoy Demo. Becky Cloonan. So I'm like, all right. Well, if this creative team's together, I'm going to have to love this book. Oh, I'm Conan, the Barbarian. Might be a stumbling block, because every time that John has brought a Conan, the Barbarian book, I've read the same story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is him with, uh, like, him telling the story of how he, you know, became the king of this Samaria. This, luckily, is uh, a much younger Conan. Uh... That is just trying to escape the guards of a certain town because he got drunk one night and uh, stabbed somebody he shouldn't have. Or witnessed the stabbing. Or he was the one that killed him. It's kind of, I think, left unclear. He he saw what happened and then tried to avenge yeah. what happened. and I think he ended up killing him. a guard. Was yeah, that? he killed a guard and then he tried yeah. to flee. No, then he, 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 no, he said he said he stayed and finished his drink. Yeah, you no, know, he saw he saw a murder, and then got like harassed by the people. Yeah, because they were saying, "Oh, you didn't see anything," and then he's like tried to avenge woman. But that's all Conan's explaining to the one ship captain that he kind of he just jumps on the uh, boat and then kind of says, "Get away from here because those guards are going to come." And you don't want me to kill you. Either I'll kill you or they'll kill you. You sail away. Yeah. I won't. Exactly. And that's the first issue, is that this kind of set up, and then hit, uh, the one ship captain telling Conan the story of this one, now, Queen of the Black Coast, which name I will not try to 
uh, pronounced because it has a little uh, hat over the E. Blit, I guess. Yeah, as I. Feel I was like just calling her Belt. Blit. <laughs> okay, Belt <laughs> or Belit. Uh, this pirate queen of the north. And uh, then the second issue, I think, is what really sold it, is the actual battle between Conan and these pirates. Uh, because that's all it is. Is him being like, you know what, I did train with a bow. I thought it was a pansy move, but yeah. uh, sometimes you need to use it. Uh, and I have to say, this is something that Brian Wood does that you complained about in the one telling of the two soldiers, or the two men put in a circle to fight in Northlanders. Oh. Like, uh, you know, they're talking about how they learned how to use weapons and what this oh, weapon's yeah. called. You complained about that. Yes, but I in did. this book, him saying, step one, mm-hmm. you do this. Step two, you do this. Yeah. Step three is this. <laughs> Well, okay, because Becky Clunan's like her now. <laughs> so he got to see it drawn by Becky. <laughs> he got to see it. And there was actual a- action happening instead of just two characters. Like, there was action happening. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> well, that was one of your big nitpicks. It was, probably. And, and, here, and, and in this book, which I did like this book, but mm-hmm. in that moment I go, eh, Brian Wood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I've seen him, I've seen him do this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't like Conan at all. He's just one of those characters I never got into, except for the awesome cartoon that was on in the '90s, where they were finding like the pieces of the meteorites mm-hmm. that would Change. reveal the like the lizard people for what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't and know. I really like that with Phoenix the Fel- uh, Fe- Felix the Phoenix. Yeah, the pomegranates. Oh, that's the only reason I know what a pomegranate was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that Pirates of Dark Water? No. No. So you're thinking about the monkey or the monkey bird. He loved pomegranates too. I don't think I think you're confusing him. No. I think you're confusing him, John. Because Chris and I have the same memory. Yeah. And you're trying to change our memory with your false memory. We'll, we'll look into this later. <laughs> right to us at Bagdon Board. Who's right? Who's right? Um I kinda had to fool myself into reading this more because I don't like Conan. But I was like just imagine it's a standalone Northlanders yeah. book. Like, that's what I had to do. Like, instead of, like, it's and Conan, it's, it's just, oh, it's someone from Samaria. Like, and it's Conan away from his element, which I really yeah. think that helps the book. It's him on it, the water. And it's it's the younger yeah. Conan, too, like you said. Like, that was re- actually a nice surprise for me, <laughs> because it wasn't your typical, like, I'm Conan, oh, I'm the king. Like, I'm gonna kill these. And you get that every, people. you get that are mentioned. Every, yeah. Everybody's everybody like writers have all different takes on Conan, and I think it's when writers try to stay too long on the Conan series that you get really bad stories. Because I've picked up and read a story arc, I'm like, I like this, and then I get the next one, I'm like, this is so horrible. And I think it's just that Conan sometimes he just has little mini series that are really good, and like on like an ongoing series is. Never as good, yeah. you know. And like, what this is, uh, you know, just like a new uh, Conan the Barbarian number one. Yep. You it's know? an ongoing. This this is a Conan book I would read. Um, now, if I like the it. next story arc is Conan older as that I'm the king, because you can do it's, that with the Conan history and jump around. Here's the thing: if it's Brian Wood writing it, I would check it out. If it's someone else, I'd be like, uh, it, it's a good time for me to jump off. Yeah. Yeah, if it was anybody else writing and anybody else doing the art, I might have not have picked this up. But honestly, it was the best part of that uh, 
Star Wars book we picked up last month, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I picked these up. I'm like, you know what? I should read that. It's Brian Wood and Becky Cloonan on a book together again. I should read that because I love Demo so much, Makes and sense. this is good. I'm sorry, I'm so nitpicky with uh. But well, when, you, well, when you're well, given well, a trade to read for the day that you're supposed to have it read by, you had at least a day or two. No, it was the day of. <laughs> Dropped it off the morning of. Well, and, Paul, uh, sometimes just, it's hard to get through those kind of scenes. I'm like, come on, get to the point. I'll, I'll let you borrow it again, and you can just imagine it's a Conan book. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe I can take it at my leisure and not need to yeah. get through it. I think that might have been part of the issue. But, uh... Well, speaking about issue, what's the next one we have on the block? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I thought that was good. I was I was sure Doctor Who was actually next in the order. John. I see. I told you you screwed up the order. You fucker. Chris picks Dead Wardens. No, I didn't. You no, did. I did. You said you had something to talk. You could talk about. I, I picked it. Oh, I. Don't. And since he I not only does he mess up the order, he doesn't remember who says what. Oh, What are you guys gonna learn? I don't listen to. I don't listen to you. I don't listen to <laughs> all. Anything he says that sounds like it might be a good idea, I just think it's Chris. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is mine. Um, <laughs> next book is over from IDW. I don't think we've ever actually talked about an IDW book on the podcast before. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Ninja quick. Turtles? No, no. no. Uh, no I, yeah, no. I don't think we have either. Um, this is one G. of the Joe versus Cobra. No, no, you had mentioned it. it it's been on our bracket. Was yeah. on our comic book bracket uh, last year. I remember not lasting too long on that bracket. Yep. I don't remember ever reading one. He used to read GI Joe every once in a while. I read when it was Devil's Due. Mm. Right Never when it came ID. back. Ever when it was IDW, huh? Nope. nope. IDW does licensed books. So. They do a lot of licensed books. They've got Doctor Who. They have Star Trek. They have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They have Transformers. Which is that a licensed book? Because it's the actual co-creator that's writing it again. I would consider that to be licensed. I mean, it's a it's a property, and they got the rights to do the books. I mean, before I that, it was all done on their own. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, w- I would consider that to be a licensed book. Okay. I mean, I don't know. That's it's a gray. Like that. It's a gray area. It's a gray area, definitely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but. Went to the comic book shop, and I was just sitting there looking over the shelves like, is there anything I didn't order that's kind of jumping off the shelf at me? And sitting there was just, I saw Doctor Who, and I was like... Really? I was like... It wasn't that you saw Amy Pond? No, it wasn't, because I saw Doctor Who. Like, it just wrote like, the title down, so I pulled up, and I was like, oh, look, Amy Pond's on the cover. I, I can will, put that on my I wall. I was like, I will buy this. And then I actually saw the name on it. It's, um... What's his name? Josh? Joshua Hale... Pielkov, who does the I Vampire book that Paul loves I from over like. at DC Comics. So I was like, you know what? This is something I would gladly just check out this issue. I've been on a big Doctor Who kick lately. Um, As have I. What, what do I have to lose? I mean, besides the $4 for this issue. Oh, it was a three ninety nine yeah, this book? Was, this was a bigger book. Um, I didn't realize that. I was just picking it up because I was like, oh, cool, Doctor Who, this could be a fun book. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well that, yeah, we're doing a look back. That could be something cool to talk about. Um, this is actually number 15 mm-hmm. of the series. It's the second part oh. of a three-issue arc. It, it's just as accessible as any other Doctor Who episode. No. Because you're used to just jumping into... 
what's happening. You don't. I don't feel like I have to read the first part of this to know what's going on because it's just crazy madcap adventures. Oh, thank you. I get to finish this. You bought it, after all. I did buy it, but I thought we were all we're, even. We're all even. We're oh, much. Speaking, speaking about what we're buying, it's not just comic books. We're also uh, <laughs> drinking beer. And we, we could probably finish describing finish what happened Doctor in Doctor Who. Okay, well, he said I was, this right part. I was so busy. Scene. I was so busy. Yeah, being I was just, pouring, I was just getting it poured out because I like the uh, sticker on it. But yes, Doctor Who. I don't remember what I was saying. You said the second part of a third part arc. It's something that you just kind of picked up. Yeah. Just surprised about the point, uh, price point. Uh, but what happens in this book, Chris? What you have here is the Doctor, Amy, and Rory in Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And basically, you're finding out that the Solarians are digging these like eccentric tunnels underneath it, and mankind's basically an ant farm, and it's set to collapse. <laughs> Um, so what we're going to have here is them trying to save humanity and the world yet again. Yeah. Um, and you have Amy being abducted to become the Solarian Queen, and it's up to the Doctor and Rory to save her, which they easily do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a fun Doctor Who adventure. I mean, it's very light on story. Yeah. But it it it's still fun. And you still get those great <clears throat> moments with those characters and. For someone like I just finished a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, the the last series, and to jump back into this world with, you know, the Poms and uh, mm-hmm. the Doctor, it was great. And like that first page, you know, it's kind of sketchy artwork, but you know right away it's the Doctor and it's Rory. Yeah, it's much more cartoony than what we get out of the Dark Horse um, Angel and Buffy books. You but, know, but it's but you get those the characters and they're easily recognizable as those characters. That yeah. looks like a cartooning it, of Matt Smith. It's, it's really very um, line BPRD kind of art. Yeah, it, it's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was funny is the artist. His last name is Smith. So when you see it on the cover, you're like, did Matt Smith draw this? <laughs> you're like, no. Uh, but they capture. I, actually, the way I think the artist's name is Matt Smith, though. <laughs> Paul, can you double check that for we, me? We are. Yes, it's Matthew <laughs> Dow, Dow Smith. Okay. So I guess he could be called Matt Smith, yeah. but I think he. Uh, I wonder if he gets that a lot. He likes being called Matt. Well, hopefully, someday I can have this signed by Matt Smith. There you go. And Matt Smith. <laughs> yes, perhaps you could. Um, I don't know. I I actually really enjoy this, and it's something that I. We don't have cable. No. Nope. A little peek behind the scenes here. We're lame, whatever. I watched all lame. of Doctor Who online on oh, Netflix. Netflix. This is something I can keep up with, though. I don't have mm-hmm. to wait for new series to put up on Netflix. I don't have to wait till I can go over to someone's house to see a TiVo or DVR episode. I can keep up on this. And it's something I actually am considering adding to my monthly pull list. Now, would you, <clears throat> would you do the... A monthly, or would you just wait for trades where it's going to be a little cheaper than that, three ninety nine a month? Honestly, with this one, I since I do like Doctor Who a lot. Do you like or you love Doctor Who? I love Doctor Who. <laughs> I yay! yay. I, Chris is finally loving honestly, Doctor Who. Honestly, I've been pitching Doctor Who I, to I've Chris for watched, years. No, I've always wanted to get into it. It's just I so much stuff that I've been trying to watch and catch and up the on. Domino got John to watch it. <laughs> got Chris to watch it. I'm trying to get other people to watch it. And they, they trust me, so they, they will. Trust wow. me, I'm a doctor. Um, <laughs> Never forget your first doctor. You do look like David Tennant. I'm trying! 
<laughs> um, <laughs> You're trying to look like David Tennant. Um, dress, dress for the job that you want, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wait. So you, um, <laughs> the job is to be De- David Tennant. I don't know. I'm not sure well, I don't know. I just said it. Available. He does an amazing Hamlet. Just saying. He does. Um, no, I was but, talking about you. <laughs> but his hat. I didn't get to finish what I was saying. <laughs> but his I name would, was Hamlet. <laughs> it's from Doctor Who, the episode with Martha when they go see Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which they also throw out a J.K. Rowling. Yes, they do. And I enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I'd probably pick this up through the issues because I feel like I don't pay enough attention to the IDW solicitations that I'd be aware of when a trade was coming out. And these, it's a Doctor Who book, so even as this being like a middle of a series, mm-hmm. you still were able to get into it, understand what was going on, yeah. and just and just follow it and, and enjoy it. So you could pick up sporadically pick up a Doctor Who book, and unless it was something really extra you know, extravagant extravagant going on, you could just fall right into it and as long as you're a Doctor Who fan is you know yeah, you I, need yeah, to know yeah. who yeah, that's, I, Rory and Amy Pond is that's the person who's picking up a Doctor Who book. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's not yeah. just gonna be uh, Doctor Who or I just started watching the Christopher Eccleston episodes. Let's yeah. jump into the what, Doctor uh, Who book. And then okay, be they, completely confused. They do have a little blurb. Story so far, the Doctor is an alien, last of a powerful Time Lords. He is an intrepid traveler through time and space, armed only with his incredible intelligence and fix anything sonic screwdriver. He travels alone except for the human companions he befriends, briefly sharing his life with them and showing them the astonishing wonders of the universe. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, okay, you might not know who Rory and Amy are. Where's the mention of K-9? It's it's someone that's just there. You're <laughs> going back and watching the uh, Sarah Jane stuff now. No, I did see... No, but Again. when I grew up, I saw mm-hmm. the, you know, the episodes K-9 also, you know. Yeah, I watched all the... I, when I was young, I watched yeah. all the Baker stuff. The Kev- Kyle Baker stuff was really good. But, yeah, I... Kyle I, Baker or Kevin? Kevin. Kyle Baker's a cartoonist. Yeah. I, I really enjoy this, and I, I could possibly go into the comic book shop this week and say, like, hey, Don, can you can you pull these aside for me if you get them in? And I've thought about reading these, too, as um, as you see them here or there, and I've picked up some IDW books lately, and I'm like, oh, they got Who stuff in them. Like, oh, maybe I should. Actually, the um, new previews has solicitations for a Doctor Who Star Trek crossover Yeah, I've seen, uh, I saw that, I think, last month. So I was like, yeah, that could be kind of fun. So, yeah. I like it. Not just because Amy's on the phone. Like it was fun, but I don't like know if I need to read the comics also, because I think I get... That is like a replacement for an episode, and I'm just so happy with all the episodes that I can go back and watch them again. Oh, I, That I don't need to spend the money on the comic. See, I could easily go back and watch them again, but right. at the same time, it's like... I'm getting I, fun. I could easily story. see this is in Paul's situation. Paul, in your situation, when you like, I don't have enough books to use my credit card. Yeah. Instead of buying a trade, would you pick up a Doctor Who issue? Maybe an issue, yeah, because because it's get, a fun yeah. little, it's a fun little jot back into that world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've hit, we've hit DC. No, we hit Marvel. Yeah, we hit Marvel. We hit um, IDWs. IDW. We hit Dark Horse. With Dark Horse. Conan. And Icon. Tom Baker. That's who Tom Baker. Yes. Now we, we venture over to Vertigo with a new number one of the new Dead Wardens. 
Um, Dan Abnett and INJ Colbard? Colbard. Um, pretty much taking place in what, 19... 19... 1910, England. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, everything is, is cut off, either you're in zone A or zone B. Zone B being the restless, which are zombies. Um, zone A, kind of the n- normal people with vampires. Also called young. Called the young, um, who are more the aristocratic people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at to- you kind of get put into this world. You kind of figure out what's going on. And at the end, the homicide detective that you're following or inspector, because we're in England, um, finally gets a case. He's the only person in the murder... Yeah. In the... Murder room. The murder room. Um, finally gets a case, which is uh, a death of one of the young, um, but he's not killed the three ways that they're killed. Stake, yeah. uh, decapitation, or... Burning. Burning. So... Incineration. Um book being interesting, I don't know if I'm grasped enough to get the second issue. I think maybe if it's one of those cheap Vertigo trades, maybe pick up the trade if I hear something great. 9.99? Yeah. 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 I hear something great about it, like, oh, really, you know, ooh, it's a really great murder mystery, like, maybe then pick it up, because I do kind of like that time period murder mysteries. Mm -hmm. As someone who, I love zombies and vampires, with American Vampire, I have a little more faith in vampire books now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's no American Vampire. It's no, it's no, it's no American Vampire. Yeah. I know, while but it's you, not striving to be American Vampire. No. Either. While you were talking, I looked to see how many issues this is going to be. It's going to be eight issues. If this was like a fourteen ninety nine trade, I'd probably pick it up because I actually really did enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really read too much stuff by Dab Abnett. I know he does a lot of work over at Marvel. He does he Resurrection does a lot Man. Of, like, the, uh, what is it really? Oh, yeah, he does Resurrection Man. Man. He, does he created a Resurrection Man with uh, Lanning. Yeah. Oh, back, back in the day? Yeah. And he's now doing it again with him on the relaunch. He does a lot of, like, the DC Cosmic stuff, like mm-hmm. the Nova books, the... Uh, you mean the Marvel Cosmic? Yes. Yes. The Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, yes. Like Nova Core. Um, I, I enjoy this. I like Resurrection Man. I think I like this a little bit more, just because it's a different kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a world that I wouldn't mind checking out more yeah. of. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the premise of this world. You know, it's called The Cure, which is obviously being turned into a vampire. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the help is all just regular humans. And the aristocrats are the young. And, you know, it's not explicitly told to you. It's just you kind of pick it up. And I thought the one problem with this book was it was so slow to get to the murder mystery. Like, that's the cliffhanger ending. Yeah. yeah, is there's it's, been a murder of a youngless with it, or the young? It's like a it's a PBS <laughs> mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's this is the masterpiece theater. Yeah, it's yeah. this is the is the setup to the mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead of like Inspector Pirro, you have whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, it's hardly yeah, said. I, yeah, yeah. It's it's not said often. I think it's only when he's kind of. He's addressed in the murder room, I think, too. Well, uh, his butler, I think, calls him Mm -hmm. his name, Mister something. But but you you have an inspector who's a a vampire, former 
mm-hmm. uh, former um, sergeant in the Crown Service. Yeah, playing George, Inspector George Subtle. Subtle. Uh, yeah. And he was also part of the war that obviously was the war that set up the vamp, the this uh, the zombie, the zombie apocalypse. I guess the Memorial <laughs> War. I guess is, is what they call it. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I like the world that was set up in it. Yeah, it's good just enough different. to continue issues or trade. trade, trade, trade. Yeah, it's a trade policy kind of deal. Yeah. This is a this is one of the vertigo trades that I would pick up. So would should we should we put this for a trade policy once the trade comes out, fully review it? It's a vertigo trade, I'll buy it. I mean yeah. I'll pass it off to you guys, I have no problems with it. And I mean eight, eight issues, you know, you're gonna get a good mm-hmm. a good story. Yeah. It's if you enjoy weird stuff, I don't know. I don't know how to it, say it's it's different, mm-hmm. but it's it familiar. Because it it draws from Horror. It draws it, from mm-hmm. you know that kind of pulp crime. It feels crime. like Doctor Who could be, uh, show up in that world at any time, and we wouldn't be. There. I, I didn't be any of the wisers. You'd be like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. I did not see a phone box anywhere in those pages, but Ooh. who knows? You know, but it seems like one of those world weird worlds that they would create, like witches showing up in Shakespearean time, and it's vampires and zombies during the turn of the century, England, Scotland Yard. Uh, you know, it's a horror kind of book without being horror, horror. but uh, much like King Road Rage, written by, or not well, King Road Rage. Are we, are we good? Why don't we, why are we get John, what are John we the beer? Found the beer. Why don't we get into the the beer that we're yeah I'm drinking. choking down, choking <laughs> down. All right. Well, next up we have the uh, Clancho's Eagle Clawfist Imperial Amber Ale. Um, I grabbed this last week because we were coming over to hang out with Paul here and. We we're coming out. We we're coming over yeah. to watch Avatar. We, we saw we, we the last Airbender, no. Legend of Legend of Korra. We were going to watch the new series because it was online, and then it was not. It was only up for the weekend. Gosh, I did not know. I'm so sorry. It's Paul. okay. Don't worry about it. I got to see the uh, first five minutes of it. But we grabbed a beer to bring over, and what really struck me about this was the artwork on the bottle. It's like a Luke Kang looking dude doing kung fu with clown shoes on, and I just thought. Yeah, that's a beer I could buy. <laughs> um, and I did. I, I think this bottle was probably like six, seven bucks. Um, it's a year I'm old. A, I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read the little Is description. Yeah. At Clown Shoes, we do kung fu junior high playground style. This One, bottled April 2011. One morning, a move was busted, and a beer was born. We bittered with Columbus hops, then used equal amounts of cent- Centennial and Citra to finish a dry hop. Over 100 IBUs deliver an aggressive hop fix with the grace and power of a Shaolin monk. Bottled at the end of April 2011. So this has been bottled for a while. Um, you definitely get that hoppy bitterness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've got like three different types of hops in here. So I, I can definitely understand that. Now, if we if we had bought this in aged it ourselves, I think you're going to get a little bit of a difference than the place we bought it at because they're not known for... Storing it storing at. their beers at the right mm-hmm. temperature. I mean, you can even see the like in the bottle; it's kind of crusty and dry right mm-hmm. in the top of the bottle. Um, and I'm not, I, I wouldn't, I'm not altogether digging it. Like it doesn't, it does, it doesn't taste that balanced to me. But it could be the way that it's a year old. Yeah. And what's happened in that year, 
Um, also, I'm not always a fan of Imperials, because I think they are a little too bitter. And I definitely get kind of that bitterness on this beer. I get a, I get a lot of bitterness. I, I kind of like it. There's not too much else happening with it. it. It's mostly you get that hoppy bitter. Yeah. There's that weird middle mouth taste to it that's waxy, kind of... Just kind of pungently aftertaste and middle of the mouth kind of taste right in the middle of the palate it has at the back a nice, end. It has a nice little like, spice at the end, but your, your tongue's kind of so dry yeah. that you're just thinking about that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I, it's a it's three out of five acrid. for me. I would, I would probably drink There's an same. acridness to this. It's <laughs> tastes, like, tastes like skeletons to Paul. It's, it's a little vomity. It's a little... Yeah. I, I get that. A bile. I, I think we're on the same the same level there. Yeah. It's definitely a two beer for me, but that's yeah, kind I, of I, not I might, its own. It might not be its fault. I might try this, seeing it bottled closer Pressure. to today's today's date versus mm-hmm. a year from. Yeah, and it's yeah. clown shoe. Clown shoes. Um, and uh, clown shoes. I've had some of their stuff. I've had some of their stuff on um, draft. We, we've and, done them on the show before, and I too. and I've liked it. I've had it on draft and not liked it. I've had it in bottle, liked it, had it in bottle, and not liked it. So, um, I think they're kind of uh, not. I wouldn't say mediocre, but kind of in the middle brewery. Um, they definitely try different things and go in different directions. Um, like I know their black IPA, I really like. Huh? I don't think I had their black IPA, but because I don't think we had it on the show. I don't think we've had. I've had I know I've had it at Pizza Plant. Oh. Okay. It's eight percent alcohol by volume, as at least that's what the Untapped is telling me. Hmm. Two big strong beers. Yeah. I mean, it's an imperial, so you got to expect it to be to be a little heavier on the alcohol. And I think that brings us back to our comic books. It is the comic books. Um, like, we have uh, Road Rage, written by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. Um, we open this up to get art by... Um, well, it was adapted for the comic book by actual um, IDW editor, Chris Ryle, who's done a lot of stuff on the writing ends as well. He actually did the uh, Shaun of the Dead book, too. Um, art by uh, Nelson Daniel. And um, if anyone remembers one of Steven Spielberg's first movies, Duel, about uh, a guy being terrorized by a truck driver, right. this is a adaptation of the, I think it was a short story that Steven Spielberg did. Steven Spielberg? Yes. Yes. You're right. Duel was Steven Spielberg. Yes, uh, said and that. now that, um, <laughs> that these gentlemen are doing... And you follow um, a biker game known as the Tribe. As wait, didn't wasn't there another movie about a trucker that terrorized people called Jeepers Creepers? No, it wasn't really a trucker. That, that was um, a different one. Jeepers Creepers was about Justin Long. Yeah, and, uh, like the boogeyman. I, you're thinking about what was it called? It had, uh, it, had it had the guy from the Wonders in it. Yes, the Own Eaters. The Own Eaters. Yeah, I'll IMDb that. It oh, doesn't really matter, but it was yeah, the, just that truck movie, and that's what I kept on thinking about during this book. It was like 
Man, this has been done before, this truck that has killed everybody. This trucker that has killed everybody. It's But the, you're kind of like, at the beginning of the book, you're kind of led to believe that these bikers have it coming. Yeah. Which makes me not want to root for them. But I definitely am not rooting for the truck either. I don't have. I don't know. That truck's kind of badass looking. I'd root for it. I have. I'd write to the soldiers about that truck. I have no (laughs) rooting cause. Well, they're all ex-soldiers. Like everybody's an ex-soldier. The truck driver is an ex-soldier. The the, uh, these bikers were ex-soldiers. It's kind of crazy. There was really nothing in this book that made me want to continue reading it. I was like six, seven pages in, and I was like, "How much is left?" And I flipped to just see what was left. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, All it was was people getting splattered by the truck. Yeah. Six, seven it, pages. That, ago, that was and that's probably the best up, yeah. part of the book, though, like, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This isn't something I would probably read mm-hmm. any more of. Yeah, I I think I picked it up. I read a little bit at the beginning. I put it down. I picked it up, read a little bit more. And then once the action with the truck happened, did I finish the book? You know? Um mm-hmm. I had a little more time to read it than you guys did, but I, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. love it. I, I don't think I ordered number two. I ordered number one just to check it out. Um, because it's father and son. Yeah, Stephen King. I, Joe you know Hill. what? If if I hadn't if I hadn't read Stephen King in American Vampire and really liked his backup stuff, yeah, and then Joe Hill, I just started reading the Lock and Key stuff and really enjoyed that. I wouldn't be so inclined to pick it up and be like, all right, let's check it out, you know. But uh, I think both of those guys, I do I do enjoy them as writers. Yeah. Hey, I enjoy Paul Cornell quite a bit as a writer. So that's, you know, special with his um, Demon Knight work. Yes, and also enjoyed his Stormwatch work. So I'm like, oh, he's got a Vertigo book coming out. I enjoy Vertigo. Let's, let's I'll, I'll try out Saucer Country. Which is about a governor from New Mexico, who is uh, Latina, who's a woman, obviously, and she uh, is a divorcee, and she, as the governor, is now going to run for the presidency of this fine United States of America. And uh, during it, she's having flashbacks and weird dreams of maybe alien abductors. Or maybe she was abused by her ex-husband while she was trying to convince him not to cause problems for her for the upcoming election. And uh, it all leads up to the end, spoilers, where she suddenly has a realization that it must have been my ex-husband that did something and abused me in some way. And then she's having the speech, and then she's convinced, no, no, it was definitely aliens, I was abducted, and we're going to be invaded soon. Which is an interesting cliffhanger to leave us at. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more West Wing, and a little less X-Files. See, I wouldn't, with Paul Cornell, I went in hoping for more X-Files, less West Wing. Yes, as did I. And I don't think I got... Any kind of West Wing. I thought all the characters weren't West Wingy at X Files either, or X Files. Like it was, it was neither of those two flavors. It was like someone tried to make a soup with too much water. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it, exactly. Too. It was too bland. Yeah, there, there was just not enough here to make me care either way yeah. for either part of these stories, mm-hmm. the alien stuff or the political aspects mm-hmm. of it. Um, with Paula Cornell. 
it's something I would probably check out the second issue to see if like it gets going because it's mm-hmm. just like we just got hit like boom no I was abducted by aliens shit we're gonna be invaded um it's something I would check out. I don't know if this is a Vertigo trade I would buy. Unless I hear amazing things yeah, about it down the road. Pretty good things. Because we enjoy Paul Kenneth. Yeah, He's we... written some good Doctor Who episodes, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's one of those things that you have that... If you had that moment where, like, I think it's aliens, and then you could turn the page and read more, mm-hmm. it might be able to capture you more, but just as that cliffhanger... Yeah, yeah it, it, the whole the whole thing ran flat. If it could, like, all of a sudden, like, okay, and then bump up, like, if it yeah. were in a trade. But I like I, sometimes some some things hit, mm-hmm. sometimes they miss. Uh, I love I like par- Paul Cornell, and yeah. this is just kind of that miss for me. Yeah, if I really heard good things, I might think about picking up something. But the old, I have a solution. I'm just a reader. You know, I'm a lowly. But my solution for this book was to not call it Saucer Country, to have that cliffhanger en- ending where she's suddenly, like, having these, like, oh, no, she's now having these dreams about it being an alien abduction, du- like, all be the surprise at the end, where we're led to believe it was, like, just, like, some sort of spousal abuse, something weird, you know, something happened to her, and then... And that's what we are led to believe at the very beginning. And then the last two pages being like, no, now she believes it was an alien abduction. But we're kind of like led on that path of alien abduction, alien abduction. Oh, maybe it was just uh, some BS. And then, yeah. nope, you were right back to alien abduction. Now, is this, is this a miniseries or is it an ongoing? It's so far an ongoing, but it can't now, go on. Are we going to be almost like, um, like 100 bullets kind of a thing where you. I don't Every story arc is maybe somebody else dealing with these aliens, or are I we kind of all... I, I see this... I don't know if Paul Cornell's come out and said, but... I can see this being... I think it's one of those things that... Either, like, a limited series or an ongoing with those... He could end it at any time if he gets word that he has to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see this going, like, all the way up to, like, no, she becomes the president. And she's and preparing... she's preparing the world for this. Or I can see it just being, like... No, she's just going to be the governor trying to deal with this on, like, a local scale almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a premise that he could take as far as he needs to. Um, I just don't know if it's something that he could see to fruition for whatever he does want to do with it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to see it through for fruition, much like the other book, which I no, cannot endorse. No, it's... John, why... First, why? Uh, you know what? I I love... Paul Cornell, writer. That's why Saucer Country... I like... This was was actually your pick for the list, like, two weeks ago, too. Doctor Who. We all like Doctor Who. I like... I like books in kind of that... The mystery kind of books. I was not able to get that... Or into mysticism... Mm-hmm. I was not able to get that with Dark, uh, Dark Justice League. Justice Dark. League, and I was looking for I was looking for that. that you know, I, I've gotten it a little bit with Demon Knight, but that's kind of a different yeah, that's different more action comedy. It. So you have like Night Force, um, a re a classic series reimagined for the new era. Did you read the original Night? No, Force? I didn't. 
But I I didn't know it was an original series. I, I didn't either until oh, I so, blurb. So, uh, no, I it said that in the in the solicitations for I this don't book. Read solicitations and <laughs> and I thought it was something worth checking out because I do like that kind of world. You know, yeah. I like I, I I like that kind of the magic world. Mystic. The cover looked kind of cool too. In the in the small solicitation. Huh. Mm. The thumbnail. <laughs> the thumbnail. So um, what do we have here? Uh, what we have here is uh, Marv Wolfman and Tom Mandrake reimagining the classic <laughs> series. Classic series for a new era. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but you have uh, a character known as the the Baron uh, Winters. Yes, yeah, Baron Winters or Baron Winters. And he's got a little. He's got a leopard named Merlin. Yeah, who's his buddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's up against some kind of uh, night force. Or, well, no, they no. are the night force. They, they are the night force. For but there's some, <laughs> they are. There's a gathering uh, 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 power that they're that, that he's kinda, afraid of. The shadows. Like, the shadows. They yeah. look kind of like aliens. They got computers. They're watching people. They're trying to take out some blonde chick. That sounds like us. That's, that's about to. That was a drowning, near drowning victim. That uh, you got Officer Duffy, yeah, Junior. He saves her. All of a sudden, they're in this mansion. Apparently, there's FBI is. agents that just kind of like they're there inside, but they're, not, but they're they, not supposed to be. They're just there for the body. It's um, not very good. No, it is. It isn't. It's a number one. That's. Trying to leave you with a lot more questions That's, and answers. Uh, number two, but those uh, can questions? I say number two is coming out April fourth. Oh. There are new books I'm looking forward to. April fourth. I can understand. You know, it's it's hard because a number one issue you want to leave your readers with enough questions to want to pick up number two to try to get the answers. But unfortunately, with this issue, there were all questions that I did not want answers to because and I didn't care. It's kind. Of, it's weirdly jumble. All of a sudden, they're at I, the hotel. How these yeah. people got into magic? How they got into this magic house that nobody's supposed to get into? Yet he invited cr- them. And the criminal cool. got in, and then those FBI agents are just there. But that he doesn't think they're also. real FBI agents because they just wanted the body. But he let them take they just, the body. They just drag the body out. Like mm-hmm. there's no like, oh, it's cold. Let's get the medical examiner in here to check this, and we it's need a, a crime scene. Yeah. Like, no, it's just... Even though they say your house is you know, now a crime scene, so you like, can't leave. I think Marv Wolfman has been watching enough CSI to know how mm-hmm. crime scenes work. I know how they work because I've watched crime shows on ABC. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just... Um, I don't know. It's yeah. not good. I don't even know if I'd want to check out the classic series before it was reimagined. Reading this, all I could think is like, man, I haven't watched the show Grimm in a while. Grimm's <laughs> a really good show. I wonder what's been happening on Grimm. Yeah. There was this thing where, you know, I, I'm i supposed to, this blonde character, who I can't even remember the name. It doesn't matter. None, supposed none, to be none of that, nothing Zoe from that book. Davis. Zoe. I actually just picked it up. Zoe Davis. Opened it. And I feel like, man, if we were just... Like told the story from her perspective constantly, maybe we would have more empathy for that character and, you know, as a reader, be like, oh, I want to know what's happening to this character because I I have empathy. I feel for her. 
but we're kind of told the that story from uh, Baron uh, Winters, yes, who's supposed to know what's going on, but is complaining that he doesn't quite know what's going on, which is just frustrating to the reader. I'd rather read a comic book about Edgar Winters. <laughs> <laughs> he is an albino. <laughs> I want to read about Edgar Winters trying to go around and solve mysteries with his band. With his band, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Come on, Mark Wolfman. Drop on the ball here. And Amy Pond can be on the cover. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. It'll be called Winter Force. Winter's Bone. Oh, wait, no, that's already yeah, that's used. Already used. I do want to check out The Innkeepers, though. It's on demand. It'll be in theaters February 3rd. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you can check that out. One. I, I don't want to. It's fucking. It just came out. It's just fucking. It has the brand new DC logo on it. May 2012. Yeah. Yeah, it's newsprint. Yeah. New, newsstand date. But um, yeah, those are nine books that have we have checked out uh, for the past month. We we of course read a lot more. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think <laughs> I think for April we're gonna have a lot of number ones too because I remember going through previews, seeing stuff. That I was like. Oh, we can do this for the show. Oh, we can do this for the show. Uh, I did the same thing. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Hopefully they're not all Night Force. How about we hey, try to get together like beforehand to read the comic books instead of just being like, wait, how many more do I have to read now? I'm like, oh man, I kind of feel bad because I didn't give the guys my Conan the Barbarian and there's two epi- two issues of that. Yeah, and then did. you guys bring over like eight issues for me to read. No, we like, good. Crap. We killed it. Yeah. Dude. We did good today, guys. It's only an hour twenty-four. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to take any pee breaks, Chris. <laughs> I have a small bladder, <laughs> so I have to pee a lot. Uh, I didn't have to today. I'm, it's because that nap. <laughs> you had I, two cups of coffee too. I, I peed the chair. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> Man, this was a fun episode. But uh, what do we have coming up next week? Well, it is the finale. March Madness is coming to an end because it's April. <laughs> uh, so our <laughs> yes, especially left. since you said you haven't posted the last episode yet. <laughs> but by the time they hear this, that <laughs> is posted, so they would have heard the last episode. So way to ruin the magic. Uh, <laughs> so it posted in April. Magic, magic, magic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sprinkling hands. Um, Everyone disregard everything I said. Paul's got magic hands. <laughs> yep. I could just use the edit button. <laughs> That's very it's true. still very magical. <laughs> to me, because I'll be like, where did my words go? Oh, Paul did that magic thing. But he was sprinkling his hands around. Okay. I won't. I won't, because it's too funny. Uh, <laughs> but we're discussing the winners of the... Comp- the winners? <laughs> no, the winners, not winters. Well, I feel like you've given too much time in that book. <laughs> of the bagged and board bracket. <laughs> March- you, don't even, you don't even remember the name, Paul. No. Bagged and board bracket March Madness comic book creator craze. Come on. I, there, there are more there words are than that. way too many time. words. <laughs> you put like four more in there, I think. Uh, Since two weeks ago, that funny episode, is he know. always brings it up and reads it off his screen. <laughs> it's not up right now, man. Minimize. It's the Magnavard bracket man. It's coming for creator craze. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be discussing those winners and what books we would want to see them on. Just to uh, refresh you, our winners, we had 
Scott Snyder and J.H. Williams III from over at DC. And from over on the Marvel end of things, we had Jason Aaron and um, who do we have for our artist? Paulo Rivera. Was it Paulo Rivera? Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was. And then, uh, like that last artist part was like it was down to it. Overall, like, we, we had Scott Snyder and J.H. Williams III winning overall. So, and it is bagged and board bracket March Madness <laughs> comic book creator craze. So, like I said, he was just double shooting to make sure he had it right. <laughs> well, once you were once you asked him who were the winners, I had to bring it up. Um, I'll tell you this, motherfuckers. I think my DC side is really good. But mm. we'll see. So I'm having have- trouble with the Marvel. If you have opinions on it, write us over on our Facebook page, just Bagman Board. Yeah, feel free to hit us up. Contact at BagmanBoardcast.com, too, if you want to let us know what you had for your books, featuring those uh, two creative teams. And I want to talk about a couple episodes from now. Um, Some people are going up to a comic book convention. It's at least two of us. We'll see what else is happening. But uh, Bagman Boardcast is heading to the Wizard World Toronto, uh, weekend of April 14th. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, we're heading to the Boston Comic Con. Is it just the Boston Comic Con, or is that Wizard also? Yeah, it's just Boston Comic Con. Yeah. put on by, uh, oh, I'm blanking out on the promoter for that. I, I should remember because they were very nice about emailing Don King. Don King? <laughs> Better than <laughs> promoter. At least it's not Stephen King. Don King, he's a promoter. Comic books. But yeah, man. We're, uh, com- Comic Con season's... Looming on the horizon, and Bag Morecast is prepared. We're we're yeah. hitting hard. We're we're going to conventions this year, unlike last year. Unlike last year, <laughs> yeah. Last we, year, no, we went. <laughs> Wait, did I? <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, that's right. Last year, like I couldn't get off from work. Yeah, and last year, the next didn't happen. I don't know. I was buying a house. Yeah, I mean, new and we were Bag Morecast Studios. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Studios 2B? Yeah. I don't know what you might call it. 2C. But Two anyways. Studios. Kind of a studio. Until next week. Keep in touch. I thought you already canceled it.